finally. Finally. <laughs> finally it. nice to see someone after this entire Absolutely, and it's been forever. Th- this this year filled with three months. <laughs> Honestly man, it feels like an eternity. I haven't been out of my house in like a month. I, I swear to God. More than a month for me now. No, oh, yeah, I was. I mean, uh, you won't. You you don't even leave the house anyway. I don't. Yeah, I don't even leave the house anyway. I mean, the last time I was out, um, when was it? I think it was with you. We were we went out for steaks. Oh yeah, that was entertaining. <laughs> Ryan and I are uh, big fans of steak. Big fans. I swear to what God. What do you think? What do you think the best place to get steak in this country is, or at least this city? The, I mean, at least in Lahore. Right, as yeah. of right now, there's only one good steakhouse. Um, it has to be Gunsmoke. I'm just considering the fact that, you know, no other restaurant right now serves steaks like they do. Um, yeah. No other they restaurant have this, is on that level. It's on that level, I'd say. I mean, like, they, they, places, they, they do you, steaks yeah. right. Yeah. I mean, you have other places like Zook, right? And you've got yeah. these other, like, fancy restaurants that serve yeah. steak alongside they do, their stuff. Yeah, they do serve Gunsmoke steaks. Gunsmoke is, like, a purpose-made steakhouse, which is why it's so, yeah. like, it's so good. It's the best. But anyway, how is your quarantine experience going? I mean, it's so nice to see your face, finally. <laughs> <laughs> it's been so long, goddammit, I mean. Can I say goddammit? Okay, I don't know, yeah. God damn it. <laughs> I don't give a shit. That's it's shit. Fun. That's two words. But... We gotta, we gotta start a so word far, for you. Quarantine's not been nice to me, man. I mean, the things out there are far more worse than the confinement of the four walls I live in. But it's not, it's not easy. Yeah, absolutely. I'd say that at least. I started I started writing an isolation EP and then I stopped doing it because I got so bored. <laughs> I mean um I had I had a friend recommend me to get into art draw something and it was a crappy as all shit. Um it was still something but I also got bored pretty fast. The fun part was um they made me listen to music while I did that. They recommended music so that was nice. Um yeah. Other I mean, than I that, s- nothing's been really good. I mean, I started cooking, uh, which is <laughs> which is pretty interesting because, like, I mean, I've never been one to cook, and then I was like, you know, let's screw it, let's give it a shot. And then I made pasta yeah. by hand, and then it, and then I cooked it, and it was yeah, I remember that. that. I remember it wasn't that, that bad. Um, I'm really good at cooking steak. That's like the vibe. It's but um, steaks, steaks is where it's at. I tried at cooking some pasta the other day, and I like accidentally spilled like the whole like thing of pepper into the pan and i was like oh god so um yeah it's it's, it's a process it's a process but it's <laughs> I'll a process get there. it's a you, you'll you'll get there eventually um there's this something um that just came to me um it was it was the part where shit man i forgot Okay, it'll come back. You'll get it'll back come to back. It. It'll come back. Dude. It'll come back. It'll come back. I mean, the online. Have you seen those online classes? Everyone's managed to keep themselves busy. I don't know how what they find in this house party things they're doing. 
Oh my um, god, man. My online classes I, are going, like, the best. Some teachers don't even ask us to turn our cameras on. So I'm just sitting there, <laughs> you know, in bed with the quilt on, and I'm just, like, falling asleep halfway. And I only wake up when they say my name. Like, Simon, are you there? I'm like, yes, sir. Yeah, yeah, I'm there. I mean, other than um, a few other people, everybody's been just on these apps making parties yeah I, the recent one i've seen is house party i don't even know what that is i mean a lot of my teachers are actually like pretty much like done with teaching us as well so like they're even messaging us saying do you really want to have a lesson like do you really want to have lessons like because they, they're, they're like okay we'll too. cut down the classes from four exactly. days a week to, to one day just just no, go with it i i, I we had class last week two weeks ago we had classes from nine to three like just yeah. straight nine to three straight up and now i only have two one hour classes in a day and sometimes one of those doesn't even happen so really and doesn't even 10. happen now wake up at 10 do a bio class and then i go to sleep everybody's just lazy and depressed and this entire it, situation man this whole situation is just very depressing i swear to god Speaking of depressing, I mean, now is now is around the time where these college admissions are coming in. Oh, those college admissions! Are so I mean, good. this this is a pretty difficult time for the batch it's of 2020, time. anyway. I swear, it just got hard over a period of one month. Yeah. Just because the economy went down, it just everything went overboard. People who were expected to get in just didn't get in. I mean, you got waitlisted. That that's, well, that's still pretty impressive. That's, that's still pretty impressive compared to what's happening to everybody. Yes, but like that's a one week list and there's just a wall of rejections. A wall of rejections. Which is fine, which is fair. I mean, like, you know, I applied to Lums, hopefully that comes through. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully. It'll come through. It'll come through. It'll come through. You know, but I just think it's crazy how, like, you know, you spend 18 years of your life and, you know, and just <laughs> it, a, it just culminates in a rejection. I mean, it's, like, it's pretty tough. Like I still it culminates remember. in a virus. A virus culminates into a freaking pandemic. That <laughs> pandemic just screws over you. I mean, I still, I still remember like, and I'm sure a lot of these like 2020 kids can agree with me is that, you know, the process of when you're <laughs> applying to these schools, like when you're writing these essays, and when you're like, you yeah. know, filling out your application, you think like you're the smartest kid on the planet. The smartest you're, kid on the planet. You're like, nobody else has written the essay that I wrote. I am the best. Right, and then you get rejected by everybody, and you're like, "Oh, shit! <laughs> Maybe there was a reason why my essay wasn't like anybody else's." <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's I, I get it. Um, it's tough. Yeah. Speaking of disappointments, um, the local music industry. I was I won't <laughs> say it's a disappointment, but it's. It's still it's still somewhere out there. Okay, um, no. So I'm very conflicted about the local music industry. I think the more obscure and less mainstream you get, the better you get. Like, yeah. If you look at the stuff that's like very popular at the moment, it's hot ass. It's just it's garbage, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But if you those if you a little those uh, item songs, that <laughs> <laughs> that uh, that is getting people the. Highest honor award that Pakistan can give. <laughs> wink, wink, gangster, Guria. 
<laughs> but yeah, no, you, but, you you have stuff like that, and then you go deeper and deeper, and then you know. Yeah, the and, underground stuff. And the that's underground good. stuff, and then you fi- you go to these places where there's only like fifteen to twenty people watching these dudes play, yeah. and you're like, oh my god, this is the greatest stuff ever. The, that is the greatest stuff, and and the thing is, it's all original, it's all downright Pakistan as we and know it's all it. Carefully um, thought out. Yeah, it's all like they put time into it. You can tell they put time into it, and like. Especially, um, I'm 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 thinking about poor rich boy. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely, they, man. They put they put time into their music, man. The stories and just even though um, now that I think about it, most of their songs are like a decade old. No, absolutely. They, they I think, came out I think old money came out in 2012. It's like some of the songs they yeah. put on old money was like were like even older than that. So at least ten years they've been at this, and in fact they've been like holding off on an album for like four years and like they've four, been four sitting years now. and they've been sitting on like songs that they haven't released in over a decade and like it's yeah, crazy I mean, like, they, just to have something they, you do and then just leave it on your computer for like 10 years it's just yeah I mean 10 years ago I was 8 years old 10 years ago I was 7 years old <laughs> You go from Holy like, shit, man. that whole t- period of time of you maturing, and that song has remained on that dude's laptop. And it's still there. It's still there. It's still on some hard drive on his shelf. Yeah, it's on some USB underneath his like, USB. guitar. <laughs> That's crazy, though. Like The amount of patience you need to have and the discipline that you need to have to keep a song for that long because yeah. like, it's not ready. I think that's a what lot of really, patience, I think. Yeah. Since the audience over here doesn't really um, tend to that music, yeah. um, but still people who do actually listen are like, holy shit, yeah. never heard them, never heard of them before, but still quite an honor to know But exactly, that no, they like, exist. And also, I think what's really interesting is that their fan base, so while it's not, let's say, really big as compared to some of the more mainstream artists here, they have a very yeah. loyal fan base. Like every song, the most put, every song they put out, the fans will know. Whereas you go to these mainstream dudes, maybe one or two, like the most popular songs, that's the song that everybody is singing yeah. along to. But not at a poor rich yeah. boy show. I think at a poor rich boy show, you go to at like, a poor rich boy show, knows. everyone knows. Everyone yeah. knows all the words. It, it's like pure vibe sessions, mm. nothing less. It's and it's going to a poor rich boy show is actually an experience. Yeah, I mean. Me and you have experience with Poor Rich Boy. Absolutely. Um, Zen Essen, the the lead yes. guitarist. The lead guitarist and founding member is also one of our... And, and also the bane of our existence. Absolutely. The bane of our existence, one of our early on mentors and all around, like, I good people to, to hang around with. Um... I I think it all started back at at the guitar school when oh yeah we finally we we finally got the scholarship thing going we weren't paying any month and then we just wanted the next best thing and so what they did was they called this guy Zanas and we were like who is this guy we don't know who he is we don't know who he he is and he showed he showed us who he was I mean, it was, it, out, they, they were dark times. He pulled out the jazz chords. He pulled out the odd time signatures. He pulled out the, the minor eleventh, the blues. You know, he pulled out song structure. He pulled out bossa nova. It was incredible. Everything. 
I mean, we were nothing before Zen Essen. Now that I and think about it, I mean, like the, at least in terms of playing, as in our skill levels, like it was an exponential jump. Exponential jump. And we were only like, just, we just, only hung around him for like a month, and it was just like yeah, just a month changing. Just a month. I, I remember. I remember. Uh, yeah, yeah, you go, you go. Yeah, I, I remember. Um, we had. Uh, uh, our friend over oh, I yeah, think I we had two incidents Two incidents in the class One yeah. was I think I, I think it was Nessa And the second one was Abraham um, Yeah you talk we, You can talk about Nessa I'll talk about Abe Yeah so We were We were having a normal class I think it was on a Thursday um, It rained that day um, So Nessa has, has been pretty, at the guitar school Pretty astute memory you got <laughs> Sure so she was she's been there for more than a decade now probably when it opened i think she's been there since or since slash with hassan um and uh, so she's older than us at least in terms of the guitar school life experience yeah I so so at the time only me and sam were taking the classes with zen hassan and um so miss faria the the owner of the guitar school she sent Nessa after the class and said that okay you're ready you have you you got this just go for it she sat down she didn't even know how to play the c major chord no offense say yeah it's all good say yeah i'm not that was a, that was a, that was a long time ago all right i'm sure the, yeah i'm sure she she's gotten better um yeah. but um she just sat there and I remember Zen Essen just kept pulling out those jazz chords, the fifths. And, uh, like, you could see the look of horror on her face. Like, what have I got? I mean, to? we were struggling. Remember? She used we to were, just we, make, we like make a set for 10 minutes just to try to. Like I swear to God. And then just, he just made a set in the corners just to get the gist of things and just keep on playing. It and then insane. she comes in. She, 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 just, she just hardly knew anything. And then he made her do stuff that was way out of her thing and then uh, I remember Zen Essen then actually um, sent her out <laughs> out of the class I think and, he, I, and I remember him saying literally saying you, you've come to the wrong class I think <laughs> yeah he banished <laughs> this, her this is not the right class for you he banished her <laughs> and, then, and then Nessa didn't but come the, to the guitar school for like a year yeah but this all like dwarfs in comparison to like what happened to Abe, like. Oh so my God. Abe is our like is our one of our best friends. He's a great guy. I know and, this. And our, our one of our oldest friends. He's a great guy and he's a really good musician. Oh. Back then he was okay. <laughs> Back then, but um, <laughs> Abe and I were doing this project for school, um, for our, mm. for a music portfolio, and for Abe's project he had to interview another musician. So I said, oh, well, uh, Zen Essen is my guitar teacher, so why don't you come along with me? So I brought him along. And he knew Zen Essen. Yeah. And uh, I brought him along, and we started, you know, started the class. Then, you know, Abe asked a couple of questions, did his interview. And then we were like, oh, why don't you, why don't you sit for the class as well? So he was like, okay. So he got out the guitar, and we played, you know, some, you know, some runs for about like 15 minutes, played a couple of chords, some, yeah. some major nines, some minor nines, all that. And Abraham was like, oh, man, that was a good class. 
Uh, is that it? <laughs> and Zen asks him, looks at him, and he's like, Berta, that was just the warm-up. <laughs> that was the just the warm-up. The look of horror that he gives me. He puts the guitar down, and he's like, okay, sir. <laughs> I remember I remember right after he said that, you took a picture of me just looking at you. Yeah, <laughs> I took a I picture. With a face of disappointment. It's just like, it's like when the dude next to you says he... <laughs> <laughs> next you quits after the warm up quits after the warm up and remember he just, then just sat on his computer trying to yeah he just wrote get, down his get notes. the information up the the questions and stuff which he wanted to ask after class yeah. and then we started playing that Boston overgroove that, that's been a that. trademark ever since we still play that Boston we still play that that's great the, the I mean, improv like, session that moving into like you know I mean like our own musical journeys I mean uh, there's a one event I'd like to talk about oh, in particular. I, I can't forget about that one. So it, it's it's right up there. It's one of those for all legendary cla- moments for all you classic Pakistanis. Pakistan. If you've ever been to Islamabad, there's a place called Lok Virsa. <laughs> and the stories that we have about Lok Virsa are second to none. I'm gonna. It's gonna be there even when I'm. Suffering from Alzheimer's or something. So, I think halfway through September of 2018, maybe 18 or 17, I'm not sure. I think 18. I think Um, it was 17. It was end of 17, beginning of it. Yeah, okay. In that time frame, 17, 18, uh, UNICEF gives a guitar school a call and they want to do a little performance in Islamabad and Lokvirsa at the Open Air Amphitheater. Yeah, and um, they reach out to us and they say, "Oh, okay, um, we we want to offer each of your participants ten thousand rupees. You know, we want to fly Oof. you out there, give you a hotel, you know, and you know, have you come and perform for us a couple of songs for our set as a, I think what is it, was it was it was a ch- children's day or a children's festival or something yeah, like I think, that. Yeah, it was for the underprivileged. I think. Yeah. Um, kind of like I mean, a fundraiser, I think. I think it was kind of stupid because like they could have just saved yeah, all yeah. their money because <laughs> <laughs> like nobody showed up nobody showed up nobody <laughs> it's an empty and hall but anyway anyway i digress so um we spent like one two months preparing so i was for the first set i was on the guitar the second set i was on the drums you know drums. and we, we were just switching the instruments we were writing down the parts we were getting all these vocalists in there ryan's sister was one of them um, we were getting uh, even 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 it was down to the freaking tempo. So yeah, remember, Sir Tala, he just yeah. grinded our asses. Every every time we made a mistake, half of the song, even at the end of the song, we would stop. We would do it again, over and over again. It's eight to ten hours, nice. like per week, and it was it was grueling. But then, like, it finally came. And so we're like, oh, oh, yeah, we got so excited. Um, we packed up our stuff. We got our amps. We got the guitar. We got everything in the car. So we went to the airport. I remember we came in early. Uh, it, it was a Friday. And we came in at, like, 10. Oh, yeah, the flight was and at, like... And we started packing up. Yeah, we started we started packing up, like, every, everything in the guitar school. And then we took it down. <laughs> and we went. And so we got to the airport. And, you know, we... Some people don't even have their passports with them. <laughs> we're just standing around waiting for some people to show up. And we just, when we get to the domestic flights, we just walk through. They don't even, like, question we what's in our through. bags. Yeah, they don't even <laughs> question us. 
I was like, this, this, this is a guitar that looks exactly like a weapon. Nobody like, bats whoa. an eye. <laughs> it, was your, so, it was your hard case that looked like a gun. Yeah. So we go Nobody there, even we, asked. We just walked right out. Nobody cares. Onto the tarmac. There, we walk uh, down the stairs onto the tarmac and we start walking. And we start. We keep walking straight and I realize that all the good-looking planes are sort of moving behind us. And we're like, wait a minute. <laughs> where, where's our plane? And then we roll up and we see... A propeller plane like literally <laughs> the smallest PIA plane I've ever oh seen in my, my life <laughs> like this the same like planes that you see up in the mountains <laughs> it, it was um it was like um it was an ADR I think it was it, it was two weeks after um Jeanette not even two Jay weeks like yeah, yeah 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 it was like that same it was an it, it was the same or I think a month later yeah, and we, we have to travel time on the frame. The same, same time frame. Yeah, the same model of plane that Junaid Jamshade died in. And, and we, we just have to get in, go yes. to Islamabad. So, we just like signed. We so we put yeah. our stuff in, you know, and we were holding on to the armrest like that the whole time. <laughs> and so we finally land, we get to Islamabad, you know, we, we get Five all hours in traffic. You know, no, actually getting out of the airport was hard because they had to walk on the road to find the bus because of the traffic. Yeah. With our cars. Well, I think stuff. those mullahs were uh, protesting yeah, causing, or something. Causing up a storm. So we get on the bus. Yeah. We're in the bus for five hours in traffic. You know, and we finally, we're going, we're going. We're like, oh man, where's the hotel? I'm so excited. I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs> And then we go, and we get to this place called Hotel Margla. And if oh you've ever God. been there, you know exactly what I'm talking about. The Margla Hotel. <laughs> it's just, the road up is just dark and scary, and it's just completely devoid of anything. And you the, go The lights you, weren't even on. The lights are off, and then you finally get in, and there's like three people there. This one creepy manager, <laughs> who's just... <laughs> Smiling his ass off. <laughs> but I mean, like, yeah, they were they were nice. They took our stuff. They took it to our rooms. You know, we had the ground floor all like you know set. And so in in our room it was Ryan, me, and uh, this other guy Hassan, who was our bass player. Yeah. And so we go into our room. We put our stuff on the bed, and we turn around. We look at the room, and we see, oh, there's a mini bar in here. Because <laughs> the there was even there was even a sign above the mini bar that said all items in the mini bar are twenty percent off. We're like, oh yeah, we can even get this punk. So we go there, we open the mini bar. It's empty. There's not even it's a empty. rack. There's not even a rack to put the stuff in. It's empty. Cue, it's not cue even that plugged in. video in here. I think you should yeah, have it. The, yeah, I'll find the video. Just, I'll put it in here. But yeah, it's just. It was empty. <laughs> it, was, it was completely empty. Like, there was nothing. It wasn't nothing. even plugged in. It wasn't even plugged it was, in. It wasn't plugged in, and it was clean. The only clean thing in the entire room. <laughs> so, anyway. Um, the first night, we got there late. Anyways, we just chilled out for a bit, roamed around. You know, um, yeah. we, we stayed up quite outside. a bit. We walked outside. It's what, what did we do that first? Oh, yeah, you took my wallet and then you locked me out of the room. Oh. <laughs> and, and then, then we, you ran across. There was a I, window outside in the yeah, garden, and across, then there was the, ran across. and then the door. And it was like minus three degrees outside, and I was wearing like minus shorts. three. I, yeah, I remember. 
I finally came Remember, in. I knocked I think, out. I think before that, before that, um, Miss Freya went and got everybody McD's. Oh, yeah. yeah and yeah. Uh, and somebody ordered the nine-piece chicken nugget. <laughs> and so, remember what Sartara did? We were also high on tiredness, the I'd say. The mountaineer. Sartala just came in and he was like, he looked at this box and he was like, <laughs> 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 he was like, you're going to eat and then the, I don't know what he said, but it was know, damn was crazy, funny. But it was mad funny. Anyway, we even ordered pizza. Yeah, we ordered pizza. We ordered pizza, and then we um, <laughs> we got Red Bull and shit like that. And so, like, we were we, we watched uh, we had, all three of the a, Hangover. We had, perfor- we had a performance tomorrow, and we watched all three of the Hangover movies and in that night. <laughs> and then we just collapsed at four a.m. and we had to wake up at eight a.m. <laughs> so we woke up and we're like, Remember, you knocked me out. Yeah, I, I mean, I knocked him out when I came back after he locked me out. <laughs> he just, I, was like, I just went, like, straight across, and he just, like, went to, he went out on the bed. And he woke up, like, five out minutes later. Like, he woke up five minutes later, like, what happened? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, and then, so... And we then... Went, <laughs> yeah, so we, so we went to sleep, we woke up, you know. We went to, uh, we got our stuff together. And we got into the bus. And, and we started rolling. And, you know, it was a long, you know, curvy drive yeah. up to Lake Versa. Yeah. And we got there and we're like, okay. And we unload everything and we walk to the theater. And we look at the stage and we're like, and then, and where's, then where's the drum kit? <laughs> some, something's not right. And so Tala just went, I, I just knew it. And I, we just looked at him and he was like, I got censored. I'll try and straight yeah. up on this. The drum kit was missing, man. There was nothing there. So we were like, oh, well, shit. So well, what happens shit. is, so what happens is, so we unload all the stuff. Then me and Sir Abid, the other guitar teacher, yeah. King. You, you guys uh, just went and ran to freaking drum kit. We we get him and I get in the car as well as the manager of the event, and we all he he this guy is he's driving his own car, all right, and he's going like, hundred and twenty down these hundred twenty Yemen roads. He's booking it, and like he's he's got one hand on the steering wheel, the other hand's on his phone. I'm like, I'm gonna die tonight. I'm gonna die. <laughs> yeah. This is it. Anyway, ma- we managed to get to this place called High Volts, which is a great music store. All right. Yeah. Uh, Sir Abid talks to the uh, guy who owns it about renting the drum kit, and he manages to get a deal. And then the manager pays for it, and then they call you know one of those Suzuki Bolan pickup trucks. Yeah. You no, know, that has no reinforcements no, yeah. at all. I know. It's just I know. An open back end. I, I, right. It doesn't even have the right suspension mechanics. It doesn't have anything. And so <laughs> they load the drum kit on the back, and they say, "Oh, sign. Why don't you get it in the back as well?" And just keep it in place. Yeah, keep it in place. So I'm like, okay. I get in, I'm standing, and the guy hits the gas pedal, and he's off, right? <laughs> so we're going down the Slambad Highway, like, as fast as the thing can go, like 80 kilometers an hour. He's, like, pushing it in high gear. He's pushing it in high gear. I'm clinging on for life. I'm holding the sides, and the drum kit is, like, I sliding remember, out from me. I, I remember I remember. I called you to check mm-hmm. up on you, sir, the last week, and you just, you, you, this, the phone was on the ground or something, and you just screamed yeah. at it. You were like, yeah, just, I'll just call you when this is over. 
the phone was on the ground. I was just screaming like, "I'll call you later." <laughs> and just murmur. And then he was on the mountain roads. He was going left, right, and the drums were going around. The cymbals were flying. I was like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> and we finally True. get there. We finally get there. And then I put the stuff out and I look at the driver like really. And he's just like he's on his phone, you know, his hands in his pants. He's having a good time. <laughs> he's having a good time. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, whatever. So we set up the drum set, we tune it, we get it mic'd up right before you know our tuning it took us an hour. Remember, yeah, we, the, had to the take, sh- we had to take the show each was drum. going. We had to the drum show was still going. We had to pick up the drums. We had to bring it back. We had to take it outside of the theater, hit it with the stick, tune it, and then take it back yeah. and repeat. And we just kept doing this for like an hour until it, so anyway, it was finally done. Though. We finally done. We set up everything on this stage, and then we brought my amp up. Right. So now my amp was bought in America, so it needs to have this adapter with it. Adapter thing with it. The thing is, the adapter was falling out of the extension cord that they put in. So yeah. at the last minute, they decided, no amp. This goes straight yeah. into the mixer. So now what so that means? The sound thing that we worked on just. All the tones, all the sound, everything that we worked for, designed. Because, you know, we were playing some pretty heavy and fast songs, you know, yeah. that we designed. For two months straight. We had clean tone only. And then and then so, they couldn't get us on the mixer yeah. for like 30 minutes. So we just stood on the stage just waiting for half an hour. People were leaving anyway. And so by the time we actually started, you know, it was like, Nobody there. I think like 20 people maximum. Yeah. And then so we did our set, you know, there was confetti and whatnot and the lights. And yeah. we took the stuff down and I'm sure they returned the drum set. I don't know. We just left. But we go back to the hotel. We're exhausted, <laughs> right? Now. <laughs> after the after the worst performance. The worst I think performance. Ever. Ever. We're just it's chilling. Just, it just has to be on the bottom tier until yeah. something else happens. So we're just like, we're waiting. We're like, oh, wait, my laptop's dead. Let's, let's get a charger. So we try to plug it into the outlet in our room, and it's not working. So we call the front desk. We're like, yo, oh. could, 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 you, could you send a dude to, like, the, fix this up? A creepy dude. The creepy and manager. So this, this, the cre- creepy manager from the beginning, he comes in, and he's like, <laughs> what he has this file right? on his face. He he did, mm-hmm. oh, oh he he just op- we just opened the door. He looks at us with this the creepiest smile. I cannot put more emphasis on this. But Simon opens the door and he just walks in with this creepy looking technician he has. And then he just looks at Simon uh, with a straight face and says, "Where from you?" And I'm like, <laughs> "Holy shit!" We just. We just have a, a thing on us. It's just gonna be there. And then I remember I just went and sat on the bed. I was just looking at my phone, and Simon was just looking at the guy working on the extension. And the manager came close to me and then sat on his knees uh, on the ground. And then he put his arm on my freaking lap. Remember? And he just kept looking me in the face, and he was like, "Oh, you from America too? Where from you?" <laughs> <laughs> and it was crazy it was crazy so anyway we, he finally left we were like thank god the extension was working right so yeah. now it's about two two in the morning you know we watched like you, a lot you of put movies. the chair out you put the chair outside there's a chair in our room we put the chair outside and we you know we, we go back and we watch a movie and now it's about four in the morning 
Yeah. So we turn on the porch light because we hear a noise, and the manager is sitting in the chair that we put on the porch <laughs> and looking into our room. Look, dead into our room. Like he was looking dead. at the curtains. Yeah. He was looking like straight into our room. Right? So we turn off the porch light again, and we, we go. And then it's about six in the morning, and we're playing around. We open up the window, and we go outside into the little garden they have. Yeah. And the manager's there pacing in circles. Pacing in circles. <laughs> He's like, where from you? <laughs> where, where from you? That was his one line. He just, he just stick with it. Anything he asked, he just started with, where from you? <laughs> so much for so, hotel yeah. management. Anyway, we left and we never came back. Never came back. But man, the experiences. I mean, the hotel, hotel was more fun. It was then, then the entire concert thing the concert was absolute ass it has to be yeah, the, but the experience worst thing of just like do. going somewhere you know yeah but man i mean the thing is um i really don't know where the actual audience is in all this in terms of music even then um even at the unicef thing it, it was just the unicef people who looked more, you know, into the music. Other than yeah, that, I nobody mean, was they even paid, there. They paid for it, I'm sure. They paid for it. They paid speaking for of it. payment, speaking of payment, when we came back, we were all promised 10000 Yeah, we, we were all promised 10000 we, we haven't seen any of that money. Anything, in nothing. Like those two to three years. It's it just... I mean, we. I remember we, we talked to Faria about it, and she was like, what UNICEF... What lockers? I don't even know what you're talking about. She just misses over it entirely. Yeah. So yeah, you know, I mean, like in this, you know, in this, in this industry, and in many other industries, as a, as like a young person who has a skill, uh, who does anything really, like whether it be doing music or, for example, you act in something or you know you volunteer somewhere or you even get hired somewhere if you're yeah. young people are going to like take advantage of you financially a lot they, they do take advantage we've been, we've like been this, app- this was our first time experience of that but not happening. the last time but not, not the, the last time. time not the last it's time. happened many yeah. many times especially after lock versa absolutely i mean i think like and a part of i mean it's it's difficult because like you on one hand you don't want to like go out of your way to ask for money Right? Yeah. Because you know it's also a good it, opportunity it, you're getting. You kind of you kind of sound of, like a jerk yeah. asking for money. But a lot of people use the tenor opportunity to sort of like slander you out of money. Yeah, just just get the the thing out of you and then just don't even talk to you ever again. Exactly. Holy shit, we've come a long way. Yeah. Now that I think about it, it was so long ago. <laughs> very long time ago but it was a very very wholesome memory in my head yeah so how do you how do you what do you think about the whole COVID-19 thing going forward I think on one hand this is like the earth's response to all the bad stuff humans have been throwing at it for the last couple hundred years yeah I think so too I mean it's like it's evolution, it's biology, it's natural selection. I mean, um, if I look at it, things have gotten better over a course of two weeks. No, it has, because I think that the 
Like, if you, I mean, on, in the grand scheme of things, the only time where there's been, like, an outbreak close to this, um, maybe was the Spanish flu, because, I mean, like, Ebola, mm. that was finished pretty quick, quick, quickly. Swine flu and SARS and MERS were also all I mean, it's even, it's even worse quickly. now, since, um, um, not only is there modern day travel, in terms exactly. of flying and shit, so everybody's just going everywhere all the time. Exactly. Like, whereas the Spanish flu, there was like that was kind of limited. It yeah, was but there, the but flu like killed a lot of people. The Spanish it flu killed, killed a lot like, of people. A lot of people, like a third of the population. A third of I'm the population. Yeah. yeah. But the thing is that what's good about this, in a way, compared to the Spanish flu, is that there's a lot, there's been a widespread, you know, um, I guess outcry or like um i forgot i forgot the word but like a widespread like uh activism activism that's the word where yeah. people have been actively telling people to like you know stay indoors wash your yeah, hands stay indoors. plus our like modern day medicine is no match or like you know i mean i was i was looking at some articles uh, Bill Gates predicted this in 2014. He was just like, "Yeah, yeah." I, I saw his, te- I saw his TED talk. Yeah, he was like, "There's going to be a pandemic. That's it's. There's not going to be a crisis or a or a, like a world war or something. It's just going to be a pandemic, and we won't be able to do anything about it." Yeah, he, yeah. Like, he, he talked about he talks about how like you know we're not prepared for it, and like you know if we start now back in 2015, preparing yeah. for it, we'll be ready. But we didn't, and we're not we ready. Didn't. And you can see, we're I mean, not ready. I I'd say that Ebola was worse, but the thing is, it it the parts of Africa it actually landed in. Nobody was, nobody could afford to you know travel that much. Mm-hmm. I think, so it just it was just contained due to the financial yeah. issues of the of yeah. the states. Yeah, no, Ebola was very bad because it was very deadly. Like as in it was deadly mortality rate was much higher than that of coronavirus but yeah. I think coronavirus is a lot more infective than no. Ebola was I think the only thing so, I've noticed about corona is that um, so our our age gap is not exactly affected by it but they're just telling us to stay indoors because we might affect the older or you know actually the, the newborn it's, it's people it's, 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 a, it's a good point you bring that up actually so, um, a lot, a lot, the, the oldest speculation was that, you know, okay, people with existing respiratory conditions like asthma, which yeah. I have, or, you know, older people can get it, you know, yeah. and they'll be like at risk, right? But what I've been reading about a lot more in places like New York, where I used to live, yeah. I actually have a couple of friends who had it and yeah. recovered, and they were my age, completely healthy, no existing conditions, and they got it like this. Yeah, because in in a place like you know, I mean, like America is being hit the worst right now. I think America is even worse than Italy right now. Yeah, it's I think um, doom. In, in the like U.S. States, is number like, one. I think yeah, right now. in the states in states like New York, you know, where people like sort of have to live close together, you're yeah. gonna get infected very very quickly. Close together, and then it being like that, yeah. a yeah. hot spot yeah. internationally. So I think yeah. it, it was inevitable. It was inevitable. Yeah, but I mean, like as a as a species, we're probably. I know. I know we're gonna pull through this if everyone just like sort of. Yeah, I mean, over a bit. I I was just looking at Bill Gates. He was just talking about um, 
flattening the curve everyone is talking about flattening the curve i.e. there's not there's going to be a cure not like next month or something but like a year but we need to contain it so that you know at least we can get the world to get back to work absolutely get out of this hiatus man all the thing is like can you imagine how bad the traffic's going to be when everyone's allowed to come yeah. outside everyone's is going to be like i don't know i just have to go somewhere you you can even have people who are like you know coming out who haven't come out of the house in 10 years anyway this going to be like school yeah there's just going to be like yeah end game we don't know yeah it just I'm have just be to be walking around everywhere i know i'm going to be doing that um but like the i think even though the economy is literally at zero right now the the activity that's going to take place like right after the quarantine's over or at least dies down it's just going to explode it's, it's going to go back up i i think so at least yeah yeah so I even mean, though it's you know, like mm, it's going to it's like it's like um shit i forgot the law it's like that newton law you know uh, the total conservation yeah the law of every law action as in no e- that that's the, the, that's the third law of, like sum of energy oh. is equal to oh, sum of energy oh are you talking out. about uh, newton's no, that's kirchhoff's law that's the- kirchhoff's law. never mind nay newton's <laughs> newton's theory of restitution i don't think that's even the thing whatever what i'm saying is basically <laughs> you know forget about the physics relation <laughs> you know whatever <laughs> if it if it goes down it must come up as well it must come up as well in its in bare terms i never thought i'd be doing this by the way neither have i i'm usually so, a very meek person it's difficult <laughs> to speak all the time i swear to god i mean the part where we're just sitting in our rooms talking to each other normally yeah. whenever we talk to other yeah we always meet if you have a talk we've never we've never really done never, calls yeah never broadcast our thoughts never broadcast our thoughts to the world So I mean I guess this is it next time this is it, yeah next next time on the lazy londe we're going to have yeah, a guest lazy. hopefully hopefully and hopefully yeah. I, I really am hopeful and um hopefully some and more think interesting encounters interesting encounters interesting stories you know yeah so yeah if you if you're interested if you enjoyed it like Give a comment. Please share with your friends. Please and uh, join us next time. Yeah, you can join us next All time. Right. All right. All right. See you guys. See you.